that once you embrace your salesperson, then you start embracing your communication skills. If you're not a sales CFO, well, that's going to limit my growth no matter what. Because without sales, I can't pay salaries to pay everyone else. Technology yeah. roofing is so simple, right? Whether you're on Service Titan, AccuLinked, that's where all your customers, your customer experience, your notes, your information, your pictures, your videos, that's how you get all your orders and your POs in. So you need that technology help and you need to master the automation in there. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown and this is the Hook Better Leads Podcast. And today I have Lance Bachman on. That's right, me Tim. LB Appreciate Capital, it. absolutely. Um, I, I want to pick your brain a little bit because you're going from SEO company to roofing company. You also have a couple of HVAC companies. So there's just a lot of insights, I'm sure, in your just being a business owner and being a stakeholder. Yeah. And I want to hear a little bit about that. Like, why make this move from SEO company to roofing company? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I love yeah. your podcast. I think it's one of the better ones in the industry. Um, I didn't just make a move from, I've been doing marketing for 30 years. Mm. And you know, I own an IT company, still Shock IT with over 100 employees there. I own Titan Pro Technologies, we're rebranding the home service technologies, right? So I own technology companies still, you know, HVAC companies I own still. I kind of fell into it, you know, a guy by the name of Michael Gulledge, who I owned one SEO, asked me to partner, I said no. Um, Joel and my sister said, no, you're going to. She's my CFO. Make sure it's on. I didn't, I didn't want to partner um, with him. Um, great guy, not being rude. I just didn't want to be in the home service business. And uh, Joel said, no, you're going to. So Michael came up the following week. We made a deal. Took that company from 2 to 7 to 12. It's going to do $20 million. We had it sold in less than 18 months for mid-eight figures. And uh, we exited. So then I get another gentleman called me up, a uh, roofing company, and said, um, hey, listen, I want you to partner with me. And we sold that in less than 15 months to a private equity firm. I took that from 2 million to 10 million to 20 million this year. Um, and in roofing, I really just saw, like my eyes opened up. I was like, man, they treat people terrible in this space. I mean, <laughs> they treat the customer terrible. They think being a $5 million roofing company is a big company. And you know, I, I, I couldn't help but laugh because I just can't think that small, right? In anything I do. Um, so, you know, I um, really saw roofing. There was a lot of friction between distributors and roofing companies with, you know, product delivery, rebates, what products are better. Um, obviously, I got to know Hunter Bell, I'm the keynote at uh, RoofCon, uh, Lee Height, I was keynote at his conference, Blue Collar. I think they were kind of in shock seeing me take these companies on the retail side and grow them so fast, you know. I just bought Munns Roofing in June or July of last year, and already in October, we had a $2 million retail month. Mm. I mean, most roofing companies, as you know, don't do $2 million a year. Mm -hmm. And in one month, we hit $2 million, and we're literally a 120-day-old company. Yeah, it's kind of this different mindset of just like, I'm going to go quicker. I actually, I, I got to talk to Dan Sullivan last night. Do you, have I, you read his, any of his books? I do know his books. Yeah, Who, Not How, um, The Gap and the Gain, and... 10x is easier than 2x. And in a way, I've see, I see what you're doing is kind of a 10x is easier than 2x like mode to roofing. Absolutely. You, you, well, one, you have capital coming in. Obviously, you, you have it coming into the game. You have some capital. But I don't even put capital in that way. Okay. So people don't understand my model, and that's what's funny. Like when I partner with these companies, this is what I say to everyone. Like When people come to partner with me, I get pitched, as you know, Tim, every fucking day. Am I allowed to curse on this thing? I'm sorry. 
Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's mostly all curses. So. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. You know, I get pitched, you know, DMs at least 10 a day, text messages, partner with me, partner with me. And I think 75% of the people are really, really shocked when I say, I'm not giving you money. They're like, what? I'm like, why would I give you? Your company's really worthless. Like, it's worthless. Like, the private equity's not buying it. And if they were, you'd have sold it to them. You wouldn't be talking to me. If you knew how to scale, if you really knew how to scale and you had the inputs that create the outputs, you wouldn't be talking to me. Yeah. So I put money into the account, operational money. Sure. So, but I'm not putting a million or two million dollars in. The money I put in, every one of my companies have been able to thrive on that money, scale, and grow. Because what I do is we become a sales organization first. I'm service titan. People are like, oh, you must own part of service titan. No, I don't. I, sir, I don't have, but the product works. You can't argue with service titan. The fucking product works. It's better than Aculix. It's better than Job Nimbus. It's better than House Call Pro for what I'm trying to do. And, you know, I'm not trying to put them down for me. And I mean, it's pretty clear. Like, it's a much more sophisticated, mature CRM than most roofing ones out there right now. It is, but... You don't think I reached out to those people and said, listen, I'll give you input and help you and help you build this for roofing? You don't think I did that? Some, no. of, these, some of these CRMs don't want input. They think they already got the, the locked down. Well, our uh, from Service Titan did the opposite in Tom yeah. Howard. Yeah. And they said, here, let me send our developers out to you, Lance. Let me send our people out to you. Spend it with. Now, you got to remember, I only have That was very smart company. of them. And, you know, I said, Aura, I'll help you. They told me no at first. I said, Aura, I'll help you literally change the roofing space. I said, I'm going to change the roofing space. It's so underperforms because no one believes in it. Mm -hmm. and, no, and it's the same exact thing as HVAC 20 years ago with Dave Geiger, Dan Coverage, Lee and Smith did. Um, I don't think I'm doing anything new. I think I'm just in the roofing space, not the HVAC space. I think I'm trying to bring their best traits into that space. Um, I think roofing is a great industry. I think HVAC is a great industry. I say industry. it's like seven years behind... HVAC and sophistication. I level. say 30. 30. 30. Okay. 30. Damn, 30. Man. 30. Not being rude. I mean, I own both 30. Um, but I think really the difference to me is I'm a sales guy. Most people don't understand that. I love sales. I, I love salespeople. I get fired up talking. Like, like, you know, people be like, I'm not a salesperson. I'm like, you're selling me on that you're not a fucking salesperson. Yeah. Like, you, that's the lie you're telling yourself. You sold your wife to sleep with you or your husband to sleep with you. <laughs> that, that's, that's a feat in itself. You sell your kids every day to do shit. I mean, and once you embrace your salesperson, then you start embracing your communication skills. And you communicate the way you want. I communicate very directly. I'm very honest. I'm transparent. If you ask me a question, I'll give you an honest answer. Um, I know how to pull it down. I know how to ramp it up. Talk to me about the, you were talking about, you're a sales organization first. Of course. Then what were your levels? Because I thought that was a really... You're a sales organization first. You're a technology company second. And then it's the widget, right? Because what people understand is... You know, people say to me, oh, they're an incredible CFO. That's great that you're a great bean counter, right? And you're a great visionary for how to give me a trend to get me somewhere. But if you're not a sales CFO and you can't get people to buy into a sales organization and start with my salespeople, well, that's going to limit my growth no matter what. Because without sales, I can't pay salaries to pay everyone else. It all starts with sales. Mm -hmm. Why do you think when you walk into an Apple store, Apple's the most known product, but yet they're packed with 30 employees on a Saturday. They're all salespeople. Okay, but that one's kind of easy for a lot of roofing company owners, but what about that second layer of technology company? Why do you believe that's like more important than the way you put on a roof? Oh my God, it's way more because, <laughs> think about this, right? Technology and roofing, it's so simple, right? Whether you're on Service Titan, AccuLinked, 
That's where all your customers, your customer experience, your notes, your information, your pictures, your videos, that's how you get all your orders and your POs in. So you need that technology help and you need to master the automation in there, right? Then also you automate your sales experience with that. It ties back in. Hey, we're on our way. Hey, thank you for meeting us. Here's your invoice. Here's your, you didn't sign every single day. I think last month alone, we had $384,000 that signed on follow-up automation of us saying we're excited to do your roof. Mm. Taking it out of the salesperson's hand, right? So you're a technology company. Then you need to know your KPIs. What is your, how many leads you need? If you have 20 salespeople and you need two leads a day, let's just say that means 40 leads. If your book rate is at 80%, I need 50 leads because I'm book 40, then I'm gonna sell half of them. So everything comes down to data. Your technology is the piece that gives you that data. You manually can't do that fucking that, that, that data every day or you lose your mind. Mm. So everything I scale is based on technology. And then the third I like that. You're, kind of, you're talking about KPIs and having really good data. That's, I, I'm understanding now what you mean by the technology. And the exactly. technology does it. And that's where, that was my thing with Service Titan. I knew it did out of the box 75% of what I needed to scale. Mm -hmm. So I already used it with HVAC, mm -hmm. right? So I was, and here's a true story. I was using it on Service Titan for roofing with Cherry that I grew to from 2 million to 10 million in less than 15 months. And we were using Service Titan wrong. Hmm. <laughs> That's how powerful it was. Yeah. Because it gave me my core KPIs I needed, which was book rate, uh, average ticket, what our close rate were for salespeople were, and a few other things I was looking at every single day. I mean, literally, those things were right, but all the project management stuff that we're using was wrong, the way we were deploying our emails were wrong, our marketing pro was all wrong. That's what made me go out, find Titan Pro, which is getting his name changed. Moroni helped me down at Dilling, helped me scale that. Then he helped me here with, um, with Cherry, he helped me sell that. So I said to Moroni, I said, you're a great guy. Once again, you're really good at what you do, but you don't have a bunch of people working for you, you're not scaling this business. Why don't you let me partner with you and we'll scale this thing? Because people need your product. Yeah. So do you think that roofing company owners who haven't looked at Service Titan should take a peek? 100%. People are afraid of change. They, the reason why you know Service Titan gets such a bad rap or any other technology out there is people don't want to commit to what it takes to make it work. People want everything fucking easy. It's kind of the truth with like job nimbus and Aculinks. It's like there's nothing wrong with these CRMs. It's, it's ultimately like, did you create adoption in the company? It's like the one that you use well. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with those CRMs. I don't like the fact that they don't give you the marketing piece. Okay. Like that's what I don't like. That's the change yeah. I want to see, right? Yeah. I think Aculinks, if you're not going to be, a, if you're not having into lead flow management and marketing, it's fine. But I'm a, everything for me starts with sales and marketing. But Job Nimbus just acquired a marketing agency, so they should be. Yeah, but now the problem is this, is a lot of people, Job Nimbus doesn't do it, and we're going to see what Job Nimbus does that marketing agency. They might actually lose people from it because when they fire the marketing agency, they might fire Job Nimbus. And every marketing agency gets fired. Trust me, I know. I owned one of the best ones in the country, if not the best one in the country. And I still got fired. It's just what happens. Yeah. So, and it's, yeah, there's like kind of a period, you know, and then we, we want new and fresh and let's go to this new agency. It's, that's that's an interesting, difficult part of owning an agency. It's not even that. It's, this is the problem. Most people don't know digital marketing. Most people go, most business owners go with their gut of, hey, things are really good right now. So my digital marketing is working. <laughs> and with a little bit of adversity, <coughs> they fired a digital marketer. 
you know, I'm going to give an example, and not to stick up for this gentleman, but I was just talking to Josh down there, and he told me he's getting fired by this company. I said, I know that company. They're fucking doing well. You're doing well by them. And he goes, well, they're going to terminate me. I said, dude, did you tell them that just listen to their book calls? He's like, what? I'm like, You're talking Josh Crouch, Relentless? Yeah. I said, and he has a very good reputation yeah. and does great work. I, I said, do me a favor. Just go down there and tell them to listen to the calls coming in. The CSR sucks. Yeah. And he said, well, I'm like, yeah, trust me. I said, because I scouted them for pricing. And he started laughing so hard. Because mm. I got no dog in the fight. Yeah. I don't own an agency. But even when I owned the agency, I'd say to people, like, you... You, we, we, we had, um, oh my God, I forget the name of the company, the Jingle. Uh, they do personal, they, they lend money for people that are personally injured who has lawsuits. Okay. Big company out in Malvern. We were crushing it for them. Best they ever had. And they were just like, yeah, man, we're just going to go in a different direction. I'm like, you know you we've quadrupled your leads in two years, cut the cost? He goes, absolutely you did. He goes, but our director of marketing that's new has someone that they want to go with. A pre-existing relationship. And we got fired. And they wind up coming back six months later because their shit went to shit. And, uh, you know, I just say to people, make people exit the way they came in. But anyone that owns an agency out there, you can't take it personal because 90% of the people are firing you. What do you mean um, exit the way they came in? Does your company want to build your brand and get more jobs in the neighborhoods you're currently working in? The Brick by Brick playbook allows you to establish your brand, your reputation, and gain trust in any neighborhood in your service area with a series of four postcards sent once a week to the neighbors of your current jobs. If you want to get more work in the neighborhoods you're currently working in, get with the team at Dope Marketing and get your brick-by-brick brick playbook set up today. Because it, what, what does mean, that mean? What is it that? means take care of them. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Never, oh, I never held anyone to a contract. It wasn't like, ah, oh, no, you're in a contract with me. If you weren't happy, fuck it, you're out. Listen, I'm not going to make my wife stay with me. Here's a true story. I have an ironclad prenup. My wife hates me telling that. Ironclad prenup. We flew, I asked my wife to marry me finally. We went to Mexico, and literally, I didn't want my wife to have over her head a, a prenup. I literally said, you know what, listen, I'm not going to waive the prenup, but what I'm going to do is our house is paid off, I'm going to put you on it, and it's yeah. in your name. Don't worry about it. You never got to worry about it. The house is worth over $5 million. You're good. Yeah, I always say easy come, easy go with clients, because it's ultimately like, it's our reputation if we try to hold them there. They're, like, if they're leaving, yeah. they're leaving anyway. Make yeah. it a frictionless environment. Make it the way they came in. Make it a good exit. Because you'd be surprised. A lot of them come back. Mm -hmm. A lot of them come back. So it's when you say, hey, listen, you're in a year agreement, 18-month agreement. It just gets sticky, muddies the water. But you're going to get terminated. Like, you're yeah. just going to get fired. It is what it is. So last night, Ben Hardy, the I, this is my favorite book of the year. So go read 10X is easier than 2X. It's really, really good. Um, he, I chatted with him briefly and he said, he said, what's your big 10X goal? And I said, $40 million, uh, my marketing agency to get there. He said, get there in five, commit to me. You're going to get there in five. And I said, and he said, you're just two or three who's cause he talks about who, not how mm -hmm. two or three who's away from that people that you could, um, have working there or whatever be away from getting to 40 million dollars so selfishly i've got this question for you mm -hmm. who do you think those who's are for my agency now that you don't have to, i mean i think it's your brother running my ex-sister-in-law okay. okay so just kind of trying to understand if you had to try to get hook <laughs> to 40 million dollars in five years what would you do because i just was challenged by this guy to try to do that i'm at four 
Well, I mean, I'm at four. How am, I, how am I supposed to do that and still create a high level of quality well, for my employees and, and, and well, clients? I think it's a balancing act of high level. No matter how high level your quality is and clients are, mistakes are going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So there comes a certain amount of things, issues that are going to happen in every organization. I think great organizations and people that know how to scale companies know you're always going to have problems inside an organization. Great leaders and great companies solve those problems, though. Yeah. So... I'm not concerned if you know we install an HVAC the wrong way, or we do a roof the wrong way, or if Scott over at Shock IT puts the doesn't um, do the backup the right way, because we're always going to make it right every single day of the week mm -hmm. with the customer, right? So that's why you have to take care of your customers. Um, if I was you, and I think everyone needs this, is you need a good right hand. You know, you don't need ten people to build something fucking great for 20 people. I truly believe you need two or three people. And that's why I went out and got Bill Rizzell as my CEO of LV Capital. You know, Joe Lynn was, and here's, here's a true story. And this is why it's a who and not how. So Joe Lynn was with me for, to sort of understand, Joe, everyone thinks Joe is my CFO because she's my sister. She is my biological sister. But my dad left with her when she was two years old and moved to Florida. I never saw my sister again to my brother Joe OD'd on heroin and died at the funeral 17 years ago. Two, that's the first time I met my sister, Jolyn. Hmm. Two years later, after my brother died, I quit, quit yellowpages.com, AT&T, where I was vice president to start 1SCL. I told her to come work for me. Since that, since that lifetime, we've literally sold four businesses now for over $100 million, right? Doesn't sound like a lot, but we're just talking about two average people doing average things, right? Mm -hmm. I listened to everyone around me, listened to everyone around me, said, you need a real CFO, you need a real CFO. I went and got this guy, I'm not gonna say from where, tarnish his name, it was a fucking nightmare. The worst decision I made. In 15 years, my money knew where it was at all times, our credit, what was going on. I knew every detail of financing, and I truly believe that's what makes great leaders great. You understand the money situation first, and more importantly. And because you can't be reckless with money, you're gonna be reckless with all your people, right? It just, mm. they go hand in hand. So, made a long story short, after about, Three, four months, I just knew that this high-profile CFO I brought in was a fucking nightmare. And I it didn't work out for me, right? He might be great somewhere else, but for me and what I was doing, all he wanted to say is, how we're doing this is wrong, how we're doing this is wrong. Well, it might be wrong, but until we fix it, we got to do it this way, because I still need the output. Mm -hmm. I still need the output. Mm -hmm. So made a long story short, I terminated him, put him back in. C CFO Joe Lynn, inside of six months now, five months, everything's back going the way it was, and we're building things, making it better. But then we kept saying, we need a true CEO. I'm not a CEO. What I'm good at is going out, seeing the vision, putting things together, but I'm not an integrator. You need, to be a CEO, you need an integrator. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not the best at, you know, I had a guy stop me down, he's like, hey, you missed our appointment. I'm like, our appointment? He's like, yeah, I put it on your calendar. I'm like, the fuck, man? I get 100 of them a day, people <laughs> just throwing that shit on my calendar. Like, yeah. Unless I put it on the calendar, I don't even look yeah. at it. I mean, you're not being rude, right? So anyway, I was doing a search for a CEO. We hired three different firms, and we just kept coming back to Bill Rizzell. Bill Rizzell, he's my vice president, and he works for Tommy Mel. And I called him up, and I said, listen, come to the CEO of LB Capital. We're growing. We're growing fast. People, companies are coming on board. And I need someone to run the day-to-day -day and, and help us grow and see the vision. Been here for 20 years. Called Tommy up, told Tommy, you know, Bill starts from me on Monday, and you know, that's the who. This is happening now. Yeah. Oh. Bill's the CEO. One SEO. Bill Rizzell, uh, not one SEO, but LB Capital. Effective Monday. Today's his last day at Home Freedom. Bill. 
Bill is a beast. He's yeah. a very nice guy, too. He is. Yeah, I think he cares about people. He does, and he's been with me for 20 years. Yeah. And, we, and, and my point Hopefully is... Hopefully everything's good with uh, the... Tommy's one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not personal. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, he, and it was a good he, experience, him being part of this for this event. It's not personal. Yeah. Tommy's one of my best friends. I love Tommy. You know, I didn't bring Bill in to hurt Tommy. I brought Bill in, you know, Bill wasn't 100% happy just, you know, with the... I'm sure, I'm not speaking for Bill, with... I think he wanted more time, face time with Tommy, right? Who wouldn't, right? The guy's a legend. The guy yeah. understands a lot. So, you know, Bill, you know, <laughs> understood my wife had a stroke. I needed somebody. I got a lot of people's lives in my hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I say it only takes a few people to build something great, I built great things with Joe Lynn, CJ, Bill Rizal. People that we would, so CEO would say average. CEO and CFO are, are, two, are two positions that we should be thinking about. You gotta get them first. Who's who's to to help you grow to 10x what you're currently doing? And not the best person on paper. Yes. Like that paper, this paper means shit. Yeah. You need the best person that's gonna be in the trenches with you, grind it out, cry with you, laugh with you, that you enjoy seeing every day because you're talking. Every day. This isn't like the social media building companies where everyone's like, oh, well, if I got to talk to you more than once a day, I'm doing something wrong. Fuck that. When you're in the trenches, you're talking every day. You're putting ideals off of people. You're excited. I mean, it's, I enjoy my time with Deshaun, right? Like, we talk about shit, you know? Like, you better enjoy who you're around. Oh, 100%. And they better be giving outputs that you need without you riding all the time. And they kind of got to be cool with occasionally you not being perfect. That's a tough part. I, I'm certainly like kind of an emotional person, so that's something I'm working on as a leader. And I find like my my camera person and just I'm just saying I'm kind of rougher on the edges. So I like sometimes I like I need a little grace from the people around me. I think you, you probably are a better leader than me, though. No, I, I don't think anyone's better than anyone. I think everyone's unique. Yeah, I don't like the word better, right? I think, I no, I just look. Up, I look up to some people that I, I really feel like that have themselves under control. And sometimes I've got a little ADHD and a little bit of like, that's where I'm like, am I the guy that's really going to be able to make a company go to forty million? Because I've got a lot of so the thing drawbacks. is, though, if you can't control your mindset, but you know. So like what I just say to you, I know I'm not the guy to be the CEO yeah. of LB Capital, so I brought a CEO in. That's There's true. Nothing That's, wrong with that. Yeah. Listen, the two founders of Google went and brought Eric Schmidt in as their CEO to go public. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why. Don't let your ego go in the way. People are like, man, you don't like when I named CJ CEO one SEO, which is still one of the proudest days of my life. You know, people are like, dude, it's your ex sister in law all the time. What the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. She's a woman. What the fuck you doing? Believe it or not, people said that. And used to her complete polar opposites. Mm. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? For 10 years, she was with me. She learned from me. She packaged everything up into her way. Mm. And she was better at being a CEO than I was. Bill Rizal would be a better CEO than I am. I love there's it. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I love it because there's an element of like, I was thinking when he said that, people outside my company currently, but now that you're talking about it, I'm like, who in my organization are those real who's? I really do think there's a couple people in my organization. I have a person kind of that I think will be CEO and certain things like that. So I guess it's looking out, but it's also looking in your organization because they do have a lot of context and context is such an important piece. I brought all my people from within. Yeah. I, I, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. I brought a few people in from the outside. They barely make it. I think, so, listen, if, I had a, if you asked me who, 
if you had someone that you already identified as a CEO, I'd be having a conversation with them, talking to them, saying, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a little bit of salary increase. I'm going to give you money on the exit and profit share. Mm. And, and let them run it. Let them do it. Like, I let CJ run. If you truly believe in what you're doing and you want to be the best version of yourself and you want to build a great organization, there's no other place to do that besides the Roofing Academy. When you say, okay, equity in the, uh, on the exit and stuff like that, um, sorry to go into detail, but yeah, I, do, I think that this is probably one of the more useful components for anyone thinking about doing that out there. Do you, can, do you have any insight, I know you're not a lawyer, but on how to structure that so it's like I'm protected as far as my decision making? Listen, it's, first of all, lawyers are the biggest assholes in the world, but you need lawyers, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And anyone can sue you for anything. I could probably get sued for calling lawyers assholes, right? I mean, like, yeah. it's just, they can sue you for anything, right? If somebody wants to sue you, they can put you into a legal battle. So you, you can't live your whole life worrying about someone sues you. What if the person actually works out to him? Mm -hmm. What if the person actually does right by you? What if they build something great for you like CJ did for me? What percentage would you say would be a meaningful amount if, let's say, I was going from what I, where I am to where my goal is. If someone could take me from 4 million to 40 million and carry a lot of the weight, I'd give them 10% of my company without mm -hmm. blinking. Yeah. Why not? Because Mainly because it's scary and Especially if and they're the, not asking the me for a six-figure yeah. salary. Yeah. What's scary? You get this as long as you're here. Yeah. If they're not there, they don't get the equity. Yeah. If they were already making over six figures, would you, would you make that part of the compensation plan? Of course. Plan? Yeah. I, they, you want them running to the exit. That's yeah. where the compensation... Listen, if true entrepreneurs don't live for their salaries, yeah, workers do. Mm -hmm. Guess how much my salary is, Tim, from any of my companies? Guess how much? How much? Okay, what do you think? What do you think, uh, I, what do you think my salary is? I own The way six, you're saying this, I'm guessing like 60 or something like that. 60. Yeah. Man, if my salary was sixty thousand. I go buy some new jeans today. My salary is zero. I don't take a nickel from any one of my companies unless we sell. Hmm. I like it. I mean, I'm thinking about groceries, but I, I, I unfortunately have enough money set aside. I don't have to worry about that. You yeah. know, I sold other companies, but I don't take a salary. Hmm. And if I was going to really say I want to go from four to forty million, I just had this conversation with someone. Nobody wants to take a step back. Everybody, here's a true story. I'm speaking at Spartan Floors, right? They got just bought by Floor Decor, Kevin Jabline. I went to high school with him. I went to school with him. Great guy. Bucks County guy, right? Self-made guy, right? Self-fucking-made. I love it. And, you know, he's working as a vice president, making four or $500,000 a year, living in Maryland, beautiful area. And he came up to my house because he asked me to speak at his conference. I was like, sure. And... He's telling me the story how, like, when he had to tell his wife that he was going to start his own company, that she had to go from a Mercedes, he had a Mercedes or a BMW, down to, like, a Volkswagen bug and something else. And how all the neighbors looked at him. And now he just sold his company for over, I don't want to put it out there, but nine figures, right? Mm -hmm. Sold his company for over nine figures. Now he's laughing 12 years later. Just yeah. doing his math. Yeah. Uh, you know, and now he's laughing. Mm -hmm. But nobody wants to take the step back. And like for me, like the only thing, I, I drive a pickup truck. I live in, a, yeah, my house is five million plus, but it's paid off, right? But I don't take a salary from my companies because I want to push it forward, invest in them, 
grow, and I'm willing to sacrifice my time every day to fucking win. So you're the real deal um, on the multiple companies thing. What I see sometimes is early entrepreneurs that don't have control of their first company trying to layer on uh, different don't companies. Do that. So let me talk through that with you because I think that that, like what is the decision tree? If you were talking to an entrepreneur, let's say that two million and they're trying to add a, a uh, cannabis business. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Those guys that are trying to do the two businesses, three businesses thing where they don't have control of the first one. What is the decision tree look like don't start a second company until you do this is there something it's that real, it's real yeah. simple you need to bring people in like i bought a few companies i shouldn't have over the last year or two that you know same thing but i was putting leaders in place and i told them the partners would be choppy for the first six months it's very honest going through that i think you know full transparency with one seo i think i was in business eight years and we were doing well north of 10 million by that time um before I went into business with Shock IT, my partner Scott had him, two people. Scott's a great human being, one of my How many best years friends. ago was this? Uh, seven years ago. We okay. grew that from two to over 100 people. Okay. Um, you know, but he had two people. He was around, he was in business for 30 years, and we had two people still. And just the mindset, me and became good friends. I was like, dude, I'm like, you're one of the smartest dudes I know, man. Like, you know this shit. What are you doing? And uh, so, yeah, and you know, we partnered, and it's been great. So, um, that taught me a lot. I didn't want to continue to grow one. Listen, I love digital marketing. I still believe I'm the best digital marketer in the country. I do it with all my heart. I don't think there's a motherfucker that could hold my jockstrap when it comes to digital marketing. Um, the money side, I just couldn't take anymore. It made me hate the business. And I love digital marketing too much. It was time for me to go. You just don't feel like it's a profitable enough business? No, I think it's a great profitable business. I think when you hear people complaining that have no right to be complaining and they should be thanking you as you built their companies for them and they fire you after two, three years after you took them from two to eight million or eight to 20 million or 20 to 40 million and you gave them your blood, sweat and tears and then some other jit bag or not, some other guy should use jit bag, some other person. What is jit bag? Can you Google that real quick? I mean, like some idiot, you know. Bleep that. Some, yeah, bleep that when some idiot, um, you know, comes and promises some shit and it's not true and you find one thing wrong with every digital marketing campaign. I, I would say this to anyone, I'll give you a million dollars if someone gave me access to everything I need. Search Console, AdWords, Facebook, all the integrations, tracking, drawing links. I'll find something wrong with what you're doing digitally because it's impossible, right? There's so many different pieces. And that's to a it. lot of these agencies' mode of selling is they feel like they have to undermine Correct. other people. And I wish that that was a little different in this industry. I feel like Well, pain sells. Yeah. Pain sells. Pain. Yeah, they're pushing pain into the sells. pain. Pain sells. And, you know, pain sells. And for me, that's why. And, you know, when you love something as much as I love digital marketing, which I love. Like, I know it sounds crazy. Like, I sold my company. But that was the main reason I sold. Like, I, I truly love digital marketing more than anything besides my children and my wife. Yeah. I really love digital marketing, too. Um, anything you for the roofing company owner and a home service business owner out there that's watching or listening to this, um, what other things do you think would be useful just kind of based on your unique uh, experience of buying and selling companies as far as headed towards that exit, when to sell, and what to not do in the sale and selling a company? I think there's a lot of things, you know, for roofing companies out there. You want to make sure you have a good agency. I, I do believe you need an agency. I don't believe that the average person can bring it in the house and manage it. I don't. So... You know, whether you use Hook or you use someone else, I don't care who it is, just make sure you're with a good agency. You have to be with a good agency. 
Oh, that's not a plug for you, Tim. That's a plug for everyone, right? Like just yeah. Not, yeah. not your podcast, but I know you're a good agency. I know you do well. Uh, most people don't realize you're actually on the bigger scale for an agency compared to most. Um, the average agency has six employees in the country. Most people don't know that. Mm. Um, you know, have a good agency. Have good KPIs that you're looking at. Make sure that you have a person you can trust in your organization. Make sure you're scaling. Make sure you're profitable. Know your P&L. Um, make sure you're on service, Titan, Acculence, Job Nimbus, whatever it is where all your data is. You can see these KPIs. Um, Some, someone that I really respected said they think when you're doing a roll-up that it's good to have people all on the same CRM. has to be. You have to be. Cause it, so I rolled three companies up. I just took... Think about this, Tim. I took Rupert that's been third generation owned. I took only the best builders that's been around for over 40 years. Munz that's been around for 40 years. And I rolled all three companies up into one. Do you know how hard that is? Yeah. I rolled them all up. And, you know, it paid off. We, did our, we had $2 million a month last month. That's incredible. <laughs> and I mean, But they saw the vision. They understood yeah. it. They understood what the end goal was. Did you have to also come, like integrate the pay structures oh everything pay structure systems we're what, still what pay stru- by a sophisticated guy like you that's always a question 10 50 50 what's what's For the what? the sales pay structure what is the, the percentage of what we pay on a yeah. job we pay eight percent for all salespeople the total job interesting i was just curious i want to ask that question more often i'll say it to anybody eight percent yeah eight percent awesome. is a good number for a salesperson to make of a job yeah, yeah absolutely um they're not canvassing. They're getting leads from us. It's all retail business. When to sell? Uh, what What would you say if somebody was on the come up? Let's say they're going from three to five to ten to fifteen. Maybe they have hopes one day of being twenty or fifty million. But if they were given an opportunity, as there's so many roll-ups in the roofing industry right now, um, to sell, is there a spot where you think would be a good spot to take that? shot take that leap this is why i said everybody about selling your business right it's real simple for me sell one's appropriate to you don't listen to the dipshits that aren't you right no someone asked me hey man my wife cheated on me what do you think i should do one of my good friends i said why are you asking me that question he said what he said well i want to know what you would do it doesn't matter what i would do Mm -hmm. because it's easy for me to give advice from the outside but did my wife cheat on me because i was neglecting her did my wife cheat on me because I'm not around. Did my wife cheat on me because I'm not present? Did my wife cheat on me because we had problems for five, six years? Do I love my wife and I want to work things? There's so many factors that go into answering these questions that people just answer them without understanding what they're doing, the influence that they have. For you to ask me that question, I would leave it to the audience to say this. You sell and ask yourself, and I said this to someone last night, he said, someone's going to give me $9 million for my business. I said, your business has been around for 27 years now. I said, do you have $9 million in liquid cash in the bank now? No. I said, does $9 million make your kids and life a lot easier? Liquid cash? Yes. Then the answer's easy for me. Sell the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. When, like, it's so and you, know, you say, hey, you can start another business. People ask me what's next. There's a lot that's next when you have money. Yeah. There's a lot that's <laughs> next. Maybe I'm with my wife a little bit more, my kids a little bit more. Maybe I go out and start buying companies and I start changing it. My mission, my whole mission now is to change as many people's lives as possible Mm. and make ordinary into extraordinary business owners. Mm. What does that mean? Guys that want to cash out or women that want to cash out in a business and they just honestly don't believe in themselves. They don't know how to do it. They're not sure how to do it. I'm going to partner with that underdog and we're going to punch our Willy Wonka chocolate ticket. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking grow. No doubt. 
and uh, tatted on them. Y'all, thank you so much for watching this podcast. It's not a super long one. It's, there is a call to action. What do you got for people at the end here? Hey, if you need anything, just let me know. 215-796-4393. It's my cell phone. Text me. Please don't call me first. Just text me first, please. 215-796-4393. Get to the point. Let's say your name and your business <laughs> so he knows. All right, y'all. You have a good one. Thank you for watching. It is the Hook Better Leads podcast put on by Hook Agency. HookAgency.com. Hook Agency all over social. What is the .com for you guys? It's LanceBachman.com. Just Google me. I'm the easiest guy to find. All right. See y'all. Bye. Thank you, Tim.